Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? It is time for another podcast episode, y'all. We are so excited to jump in to so many good things today with you guys. Hope y'all enjoyed our latest podcast episode. If you haven't listened to it, go ahead and do that. Maddie's going to give us our little rundown here in a second, but we have gotten a lot of good comments, some shares, different things going on with that one, and it was about cancel culture and being offended and everybody being offended at everything nowadays, and it was just a really, really great conversation, I felt like, and so so I would encourage you go check it out. But Maddie and I are going to really be discussing the topic of how to handle offense in a biblical way because we talked a lot about the church and how we are offended nowadays, how we're not teaching absolute truth, that kind of thing. And so today we want to share with you what I think the church has uh, strayed from, I guess, as far as being offended all the time, everybody about different things, and how. Jesus has called us to handle offense because that's in his word. Like he talks about it all the time about how to deal with people that have hurt your feelings or who you don't like or whatever. And there is a biblical process that he calls us to go through whenever that happens for our good and for his glory. And so Maddie and I are going to take you guys through that, explain what it looks like, maybe even give a practical example or two about how that's looked in our lives as far as forgiveness giving people and um, moving forward, doing the biblical process for how to handle offense and that kind of thing, and then how that leads us to unity. Because I have been jumping into Francis Chan's new book. It's called Until Unity. And let me tell you, I've only read the introduction and I am already transformed. It is such an amazing book. I highly recommend for you guys to get it. Order it like right now. You will not regret it. The introduction is so, so good. And he has poured a lot of time and effort I know into this book. And it's something the American church needs to hear. So without further ado, Maddie, let's jump in with some updates as far as a blog post and all that stuff. Actually, we're recording a little bit ahead here, so you'll have to give us the updates that you can and talk about the big thing coming up and let them know all that good stuff. Okay, so first of all, our last podcast episode, which Lily touched on this a little bit, was called Has the American Church Canceled Jesus? Like she said, it was a really good episode. Something that really relates to this whole thing with cancel culture. It has been a super hot topic lately Mm -hmm. and something that needs to be discussed. I'm glad that a lot of people are discussing it, but we would encourage you to go and listen to that podcast episode. This one is almost going to be a little bit of a follow-up episode. Episode. Lily's laptop is making noise. Making weird alerts. Not sure what it is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and then we've got new blog posts up. We post a new blog post every single Thursday. We've had some really, really good ones recently. Our blog is always linked in the description of every single podcast episode. And then 
our very, very exciting, not really announcement yet. We're not telling you <laughs> what we're doing until this exciting thing actually comes out. But mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, in May, on May 1st, it is going to be a whole year Mm-hmm. of having the podcast. We are so excited to be hitting this huge milestone. Yeah. One year of having the podcast, two years of having the blog, and the Lord has grown our ministry so much within the last year, has grown me and Lily mm-hmm. so much in the last year with the podcast. Yeah. So, we have a very, very exciting plan for how we're going to end this season. We'll be starting season two for our second year of the podcast and just how we're going to celebrate mm-hmm. having the podcast for a whole entire year. It is going to be super exciting and that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So make sure that you are following us on Parlor, Instagram, mm-hmm. all those great places and make sure that you're on our email list for the blog. Make sure that you are checking up on the podcast every Monday for when we post it. We will obviously keep you all posted on when we're going to be posting it. That was Mm -hmm. a lot of posting in like one (laughs) sentence, but we are super excited. So make sure that you are looking out for all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It is so crazy looking back one year. Just think about this. We started during quarantine during the whole crazy Corona season. And that is crazy. Like, how are we one year? I can't. Part of me is like, how are we at one year? Because it doesn't feel like we've had it for a year. But then again, I'm like, when you think back on mm-hmm. all the different things that we've recorded right and all the different things that we have put out it's like how has it only been a year right. like we've done so much within mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. but then again it's like how is it a year because it feels like we by. just started it yeah so. and we love this like mm-hmm. you guys don't understand how cool it is for us to be able to sit down and record and just to share you know we did a Q&A the other day on Instagram and somebody asked like what's your favorite part of podcasting. Why did you start it? That kind of thing. And this is just a way for us to like sit down with you guys and have a conversation about Jesus. And we just hope that this is an area where you can come and just not only hear the word, but also to relate with other Christians. We are exactly like you guys. We're normal folks who are just out here trying to show people what it looks like to live for Jesus. And so we are so blessed by this platform just the ability to do this. God has really blessed us with this. So thank you guys for being here, especially if you've been here since the beginning, because we're almost like, what, 60 episodes, or I don't know what it will be exactly whenever we end, but close to that. And that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. So anyway, okay, let's get into this episode specifically. Latest podcast episode was about being offended, all the cancel culture stuff, and that whole topic. And this isn't necessarily going to be a part two But I guess it kind of is in a way. We're not probably going to title it like a part two. But we want to talk about how to handle offense biblically. Because I see a lot of Christians out there who, uh, like we said in the latest podcast episode, who are offended at everything, right? And it is so easy, and talking from personal experience, it is so easy to get caught up in being offended and then just not addressing it. Like, Mm -hmm. that is a huge problem that I have in my life. And I feel like a lot of people relate with this because it is just easier to me, and I don't know why, but it's just easier to me to be offended at it and to really be um, even hurt by something, you know, whether it's some something someone did or said or whatever that hurt me or I took it the wrong way or didn't understand, whatever it may be. And I might be right in the situation, but it is so much easier for me to just not handle it 
to not talk about it, just to be like, whatever. And you think that you can let stuff go like that, you know, like, oh, give it, give it a week and it'll be, you know, I won't really care as much. And I just think that Jesus was really, really trying to tell us something in scripture about that problem. He knew that we would feel like that, you know, that we would want to handle offense in that way and how when you hold that in, it doesn't help anything, right? It just continues to hurt you more and more because you begin to dwell on those words that hurt you or you begin to really critique and criticize someone's actions and their heart in something and whatever and you just dwell so much on it and you get so caught up in overthinking it for me in some ways and Mm -hmm. then you're even more offended a week later than you are in the moment that it's happening or happened or even a day later and we think we can just get past it. So Maddie, I want you to read the scripture and then we're going to pick it apart. How does it look in real life to forgive someone? How do we address the offense? Something that we have had to learn is that you can totally forgive somebody. You can be genuine about it and not have to continue being best friends with the person or really close to them if you were close to them before or whatever, especially if it's something where sin was brought up or something like that, because that can be super hurtful in our lives as Christians, but we are called to forgive. So Maddie, read that scripture for us and then let's pick it apart a little bit. Okay, so... The main scripture that everybody goes to to talk about offense and how we're supposed to handle it biblically is Matthew 18, and I'm going to be reading verses 15 through 17. And it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Obviously, lots of different stuff that we can learn from this verse, but like Lily said, we're just going to kind of pick it apart, take it step by step of what we should do. I know that this is sometimes not what we would like to do. Like right at the very beginning, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. This is a very, very difficult one to do because I can often find myself when I'm offended by somebody or I'm mad at somebody, I can find myself going and telling my family or my friends and then it just makes me even more mad and then I just start venting to everyone and it just almost builds up that Mm -hmm. uh, anger that you have against them because then other people are getting mad with you and Mm -hmm. so I think that this is really why the Bible says this to keep it between you and him. First, I know that if he doesn't listen, then you're supposed to go and tell a couple of your family members, a couple of your friends, but you're still supposed to keep it contained. Mm -hmm. This does not mean that the second time that you go to the person that has offended you, you come with an army behind you. (laughs) You come with two or three people who you can trust Mm -hmm. and who you know are not going to go and tell everyone else. This is not supposed to be a gossip thing. This is something that Uh, everybody should really keep in mind. This should be something that is kept contained at first. And then at the end of the verse, it says, if he still doesn't listen to you after two times of confronting the person who has offended you, then you take it to the church 
and uh, you tell the church what the issue is. But it's very, very important that we have to remember not to spread this all around. This is something that can become an absolute mess very, very quickly if you tell the wrong people or if you tell too many people. Secondly, something that me and Lily really wanted to say that was kind of going off of our podcast episode last week is that when you are offended with someone, you need to take these action steps. And maybe you don't take them immediately after they offended you or something. Maybe you take time to pray about it, ask the Lord what he wants you to say to them, Mm -hmm. maybe examine your own heart, see if you're being way too sensitive and being offended at the wrong things. You really need to clear this stuff up in your personal life because even personally, I have noticed that when I'm offended by something that someone said or did, it just eats you up and it consumes your thoughts and it consumes your life. And uh, like we were talking about last week, people are getting offended then at uh, posts on social media or things that they see in the news and then they're blowing it up and overreacting about everything. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we also need to be very careful about, that we are handling it quickly, but in the way that the Lord wants you to and not just leaving it, but that we're clearing that up and make sure that your heart is right when you're going to these people. I know that it's so, so easy to be all mad and all worked up about what they may have done, but that's the reason that you should really be praying before you go to this person or before you confront them about what they've done, because when you don't have the right heart, then everything just goes horribly and you end up either making a fool of yourself or you say things in anger that could offend the other person also Mm -hmm. and then it's just this like vicious cycle of you both going back and forth and back and forth of offending one another. Right. And I think that another thing to keep in mind with these action steps because there are action steps we need to go to the person but why do we go the person? Why do we do that? Well, we do that because just like the verse said, you don't want it to go outside of that offense, right? You handle Mm -hmm. the offense whenever it takes place. And like Maddie said, maybe it's not at the moment. There have been so many times where I have taken multiple weeks to pray and to really allow a couple of my close uh, mentors or whatever to speak into me about the situation to make sure that my heart is right towards it and that I handle it correctly and biblically and then you go to the person but you have to go to the person Mm -hmm. and that is the hardest thing to actually go to them it's so easy to continue to talk and talk and talk and you know I can just overthink things so much to the point where I have every word that I'm gonna say you know um, kind of played out in my head and kind of prepared ahead of time before I even really open up the conversation see what they think and that kind of thing and when you're with somebody you you see their heart. And mm-hmm. a lot of us want to handle offense over text. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but my heart has often been changed so radically in a good way when I am able to directly address the offense in person. Because you see their heart and you see what they feel. They're able to give their input. And it's not just you blabbing on about how you feel and that kind of thing, which can get really Mm -hmm. self-centered. It can become a thing where it's just all about me and my feelings and how I was hurt by that or whatever. When, you know, maybe the root issue of why they offended me, if it was done on purpose or whatever, maybe we need to address that. And... A lot of times you can't address that root issue if you are not talking to them directly. In person, 
you're both sharing and you can't help but love somebody when you're like right there with them, talking with them and having a heart to heart talk about it, especially if they're repentant, you know, especially if they want to change and are wanting to do better and wanting your forgiveness, you know, it's so much easier to really go, okay, I can let that go now because I see their heart in this. And you know what? There are going to be some people that it's going to be really hard to forgive because they don't, they don't think they need forgiven or they don't think that they did anything wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong or right in the situation. You know, there's so many different things that you have to think through and really pray about and search the scriptures for, but that is the main thing, right? And I'm just thinking about like, let's go big picture for a minute here, okay? We've talked a little bit about how to address offense individually. Well, kind of backing our latest podcast episode up in a way, we talked more about public offense in that one, right? Public Mm -hmm. offense from the church being offended, not teaching the truth, the world teaching us that we should be offended at everything. And there are two things that, as Maddie and I were continuing to talk about uh, cancel culture and everybody being offended, there was something that we didn't mention in the latest podcast episode that I thought was really key to this whole conversation as well. That is the fact that the world has taught us that we do not have to address offense anymore, right? We do not have to go to the person. You can gossip all you want. You can talk about things all you want. All these different things, right? Uh, I mean, we've taught people, if you want to burn down buildings, then you can't because that's your feelings and that's how you feel and you're just trying to cope with it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're teaching people that. And not only has the world expressed and explained that we don't have to deal with individual offenses, Mm -hmm. but now they're telling us that we can get offended at public offenses. You know, like things that are against the law. I mean, we've, you know, we're not going to get into it a ton here, but like police uh, brutality and all the different things that are coming up in our culture all of a sudden, you know, about shooting, racism, all the stuff that's come out of those things, right? And how, oh my goodness, we should all be outraged by this. I'm not saying that we should not stand up for justice and really fight for the truth, but you know, like, our founders were uh, pretty smart when they set up our uh, law and the different things that handle those public offenses, right? Those things that deserve jail time and, you know, go to court and all those things. And it's not for us to decide those things, right? It's our job to handle our individual offenses. And I truly believe that if you and I handled our individual offenses biblically, that we would not have a ton of public offenses. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because each one of us would be trying to live biblically. Each one of us would be forgiving. There would be this unity among believers, and not only among believers, but it would be the world because we live among unbelievers, right? We work with unbelievers. We go to the grocery where there are unbelievers and all these different things. We go to church where there are unbelievers. And when they would see that, hey, I can forgive my brother for this. I can forgive my sister for this because I am not holding that against them. I'm going to go talk to them about it. We're going to handle this and we're going to get past this because there is not time to be so caught up in being offended because we have eternity to look forward to. We have eternity to work towards, right? We have souls that need to be one here on earth and it is our job to make sure that we are encouraging and challenging people. And so we don't have time to be offended, right? Because I'm working and I'm living for the kingdom and that should be every one of us. Mm -hmm. So if we dealt with our individual offenses, how God has told us to in his word, 
which Maddie just read, right? She's talking about how to go to that person and all that stuff. I truly believe that there would be uh, unity. There would be just this true love in the church, first off, because believers need to start this trend, right? Let's start this trend, guys, um, of forgiving in a way that is so radical. It's hard. It's something that we don't always want to do, and we really don't want to do at all sometimes, but it is necessary if we are going to live how Jesus wants us to because Jesus was the most offended man in history, right? He could have been if he chose to. He could have been the most offended man that ever lived because his own people crucified him, brutal death, just, I mean, all these different things. They spoke bad about him, tried to turn his people away from him, all these different things, ended up crucifying him. But what did he, what did he choose right before he died? He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And is that not a great example for us as believers that even when Jesus was being crucified by his own people, he chose forgiveness over being offended? And I think that that's a great call to us believers, especially today. And I think that sometimes we forget to respond like that also because sometimes in my own experience, I've seen that maybe someone has truly unintentionally Mm. offended you. Like, they didn't say that thing to intentionally just try and, you know, like, stab you in the back or anything. Mm -hmm. It was something that was completely unintentional. They didn't mean it in this spiteful and hateful way. So, I think that sometimes we need to say they know not what they do. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that when someone does directly offend you and you know that they meant to offend you, I'm not saying that you should let that go and say, you know, they know not what they do because they do know what they're doing. Right. And so I think that either way, you need to have that conversation with someone and let them know that you are offended. Mm. But I think nine times out of 10, you're going to find out that they didn't really mean to hurt you intentionally. And so I think that that's something that we should keep in mind also is that people usually aren't trying to be extremely mean to you or anything. And I think that because we've lost sight of this, that that's why public offense is so big because Mm. we think that, oh, this little thing, like they're targeting me or whatever. And so then we have to write this big post on social media or we have to go out and riot or Mm -hmm. whatever. So there's just a lot of different things that we could get into with this episode, but I'm going to read this uh, thing that we saw. So we just saw this post on social media. Well, we didn't just see it. We saw it a couple days ago and Lily shared it on our parlor page, but it says, cancel culture is what happens when a society loses a site of grace, forgiveness, and humility. Mm-hmm. I think that this is the real key to the issue that we're seeing in our world today of everyone constantly, constantly being offended by everything is that we have completely lost sight of giving grace, forgiving others, and being humble. Mm-hmm. And it has completely wrecked our society. Right. I mean, all you've got to do is turn on the news to see mm-hmm. how bad it has gotten because we've lost sight of these three things specifically. And so I think that moral of the story is that, like Lily said, we as believers need to be the change in this. We need to begin acting biblically towards offense 
in our personal lives. And this is another reason that public offense is so huge now is that like for me personally, when I'm mad at someone or I'm offended or whatever, it just seeps into everything that you do, everything that other people say because you're already irritated and then someone says something and then you're mad at that. And it's just like, it just keeps on going throughout your whole entire life and Mm -hmm. it can, it just spreads Mm -hmm. everywhere. And so this is another reason that we must handle offense because then it begins to seep into your worldview. Even Mm -hmm. you look at everything as everyone is trying to offend you and everyone is trying to hurt you. Everyone's trying to target you. Mm -hmm. And this is why so many people are out rioting and out doing this stuff, burning down cities because they have let this offense seep into everything. Mm -hmm. Everything that they look at, they're being targeted or someone is intentionally trying to make them mad. Well, so in in a way, sorry to interrupt, but as a way, um, they look at themselves as the victim. Mm -hmm. And whenever we look at ourselves as the victim, and we know this, right? Because when you're a victim of offense, you are so inward focused Mm -hmm. during that time, right? You are so inward focused about your feelings, what they said, what they did, how that made you feel, all the different things. And it becomes a very, very selfish mindset that you Mm -hmm. get into. And when you continue to live in that, then like you said, it affects everything because they let that mindset just literally run their lives and all their thoughts because that comes from the heart, right? Selfishness, pride, it comes from the heart. And so whenever we see ourselves as victims, it's really a heart issue. It's really, um, and not that you weren't hurt or that you are not right Mm -hmm. in being hurt by something. That's not what I'm saying. You probably have a very good uh, reason for being offended from whatever it was, I hope. But how do we handle that? How do we do that in the right way? And if we see ourselves as victims, then I don't see how we can handle that in a biblical way because you just get so selfish. And that's the opposite of what Jesus tells us to do, right? Forgive. Well, that's the most unselfish thing we can do mm-hmm. uh, in today's culture and the world that we're living in. And so it's just the complete opposite. Everything that Jesus wants us to do is the complete opposite from what the world is teaching us that we should feel and think and do and say and all that stuff. So I think that that's a really great point. Did you have something to add to that (laughs) since I interrupted you? No. Okay. One last thing that I wanted to add. I want this to be our ending because I know I said I was going to get in Francis Chan's book and then Unity and (laughs) we're going to wrap it up with the thought of Unity because Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing. As Maddie and I were talking, we were really just talking about forgiveness and all the things that we just described to you guys and talked about and how do we handle that biblically. And when we do, guys, here's why we handle it biblically, okay? Because I know even Christians and even for myself, I can sometimes question, why do I need to go to that person? Why do I have to handle it biblically? Why can't I just do it my way? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing, right? We always question, why can't I just do it my way? Well, here's why. Because if we do not handle it biblically, then we don't have unity, okay? That's the whole reason that God wants us to forgive and to show grace and be humble about it. There is a reason. There is a purpose for him saying, don't get caught up in that selfish mindset. Don't be prideful, right? He says it over and over again in scripture, and it's for the sake of 
of unity, not only in the church, but in the world as well, Mm -hmm. because we should be drawing people into the body of Christ, not our church buildings, but into the body of Christ. And Francis Chan, I just read, again, like I said in the very beginning of this episode, I uh, just got Francis Chan's book, Until Unity, and I was reading the introduction, and he uses this amazing illustration. He first asked the question, this is on page 25, under the witness area, whatever you call it, I don't know, witness section. Section. (laughs) He says, have you ever considered how outsiders must view us? And then he goes on and uses the illustration and he says, try to imagine an unbeliever going online and trying to make sense of all the different denominations, church splits, competitive advertising, open slander. It would look like my family screaming frantically at each other while walking through an orphanage to meet kids wanting adoption. There is a reason people aren't anxious to join our family. What picture of God are we showing to the world? If the church is supposed to be a reflection of the image of God and the aroma of Christ to those who are perishing, it is no wonder that people are not attracted. And I just thought that that was a powerful statement right there. That is a powerful illustration to the church today because that's what it looks like right? We look, the church and the body of Christ looks like a family going into an adoption center or agency or whatever, trying to figure out what kids we want to adopt, and we're all screaming at each other while we're doing it. What what person or what little kid would want to join that family, would want to be adopted by that family? Not me. I want to be in a loving one, one where the parents come in and they're, it is evident that they are loving their children and that they are a caring and nurturing family and showing kindness to one another and all that, right? That's the family I would want to be adopted into. But the Church of Christ does not really display that in the 21st century. We are not displaying what it looks like to be a loving and unified family to others. We look like we constantly hate each other and uh, we have all these different splits and like he said, denominations. And uh, we even mentioned that in the latest podcast episode of how different denominations have been born most of the time out of offense, right? Well, I don't like what they're teaching. I don't like what they're worshiping. I don't like this, whatever. And most of them have very, very good reasons for doing that, right? For splitting. Mm-hmm. Because they're not following Jesus a lot of times. Uh, or they've been distracted by other things. But it's born out of offense. And so I just want to challenge us all. We cannot dwell in that constantly. Because if we keep those individual offenses and we do not handle them biblically, then we have no chance at unity. We have no chance at unity. And not being unified in the body of Christ, that is, God is disgusted by that. And Francis talks about that in the introduction over and over again of how there is probably nothing more that God hates than the church of Christ and believers not being unified and getting along because we're a family. A hurt to them should be a hurt to us. And when we're not living it out, then it doesn't look any different and we're not winning souls. We're not focusing on the goal of eternity and really living for what we should be living for. Mm -hmm. So moral of this story is if you are offended with someone, please Mm -hmm. (laughs) go to them, but handle it in a biblical way. 
If you want to look up that verse again, we'll have it in the description Mm -hmm. of this episode so that you can go and look it up on your own if you want to reference that or anything. But make sure that you're praying about it. Make sure that you have the right heart. I know that for me personally, it's so easy to get caught up in, well, they offended me and they were being mean, so why don't I just be mean back or whatever. Right. That is definitely not an intelligent way to approach that situation and we've got to handle it biblically because our world has become consumed with offense and I truly believe that's because we haven't handled offense in a biblical way Mm. and it's it all starts in your personal life right and then it just seeps into everything else like we've been saying Mm -hmm. so make sure that you're going to fellow believers who have offended you let them know that they've offended you and work it out between the two of you because and it doesn't even have to be a believer. Yeah. Do it with whoever. other people too. Yeah. yeah. This is always like it did not specify in the verse. If a fellow Christian <laughs> offends you, right. then do this. If an unbeliever offends you, then just, you know, like go at it with them. Right. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like Lily said, handle the situation the exact same way with whoever you're dealing with mm-hmm. in the biblical way. And when we begin doing this, then it may take a while. But when we begin doing this, then the church is going to be unified because when we've got an issue, we go to that person who we have an issue with Mm -hmm. and you handle it and you work it out. And maybe sometimes you are going to have to bring people with you or maybe you will have to get up in the church. Nine times out of ten, that's probably not going to happen because you will be able to work it out between the two of you. But when we begin doing this and we begin living the way that Jesus has called us to, Mm -hmm. then unity is going to start taking place. True unity. It's not just we all sit in the same church building together and tolerate each other. True unity is where we love one another and we want to worship the Lord together and we want to do everything together Mm -hmm. as believers. So anyway, we're going to wrap up this episode in prayer. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I just pray that you would help us as believers to live in the way that you have called us to in scripture, and I just pray that uh, whenever someone offends us, that we would handle it in the way that you have told us to, and that we wouldn't act out of anger, but that we would act in love, and that we would take time to pray before we handle the situation, and I pray that you would just help the church to become unified and to just be following you in the way that we should. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's a quick verse to end us. It's Colossians 3, 12 through 15, and it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. Let's do that this week. Let's live that out. Let's put these things on. Um, just like the armor of God, we have to choose to do those things. It's not just going to come naturally. It's not something that we're just going to be like, yay, let's do this today sometimes. But we know that in Christ, we can do this. He gives us the strength. He helps us and we have to forgive for the sake of unity. And there's truly nothing better when you get to that point where you can be unified with other believers, where you can worship and not be looking around in church at um, people that you just can't stand to look at because they offended you last week or whatever. When you handle it in the biblical way, 
it just helps you to get past that and to grow and for them to grow as well and creates that unity that we need so desperately in the culture that we're living in today. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. We appreciate you all so much. Make sure you stay connected this week and we will be back next week for another podcast episode. Bye guys. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,